Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, May 6, 2020. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We have stuff. We have a lot of stuff on the docket today. We're going to discuss at length some of the intraday charts. There's a lot of lessons learned and there's also a lot of activity going on on a variety of of different intraday charts. We're going to take a look at a couple of stocks on the move. We had a couple of rocket rides today. And of course, we're going to take a look at the S&P, namely the SPY chart, from a daily chart perspective and other perspectives because we want to get the best picture we can. Is it rolling over? Are we going to see a lot of downside in the near term? Or is it a rope-a-dope and we're going to see another leg higher sooner than later? That's basically the main item that we're going to unpack throughout this video. What's jumping off the chart at me when the daily chart populates the screen? Well, there's a couple of things, and there's two sides to the coin. We have to be the umpire. We're calling balls and strikes. So for the bull case, we're above the 20 and the 50 period moving average. The market came into a garden variety retracement and has had a pullback rather than a rejection. I think that's important to distinguish. Here's what we're talking about. So the market runs up to a spot. Whatever that spot is, it doesn't matter. You're expecting that spot to be overhead resistance. Now, we know one of two things is going to happen. Either they're going to hang around for a cup of coffee because there's another continuation move on the horizon, or they're going to turn around and go back in the other direction. So what's been happening with the SPY or the S&P 500? Well, what we didn't do is... We didn't get rejected or they didn't get rejected all the way back down, okay? And when you use the actual chart, you see we ran up or they ran up and they were rejected a little bit, but that's normal garden variety behavior. You get to an important spot, you pull back a little bit. We've seen it before. Up here, you pull back. You come up again, you pull back. You come up again, you pull back. So it's healthy, normal garden variety behavior. However... Right now, and today, was really showtime for the Bulls. Let's pick that one apart right now. They've got to stay above the 20-period moving average to be in a bullish position. Doesn't mean they can't go up from below that. I'm just saying that's near term. That's the first thing that jumps off the chart beneath price, saying they've got to stay above the 20. Also, there's a gap right down below, and it comes in at 283.57 all the way up to... 283.71, we talked about it yesterday, depends on what chart you look at, the market from an intraday perspective might or may find support at any of those prices off of any of those charts in between. For example, when you see a gap missed by a few pennies, you say, oh, they missed the gap. But what they really did do is they hit it on a different chart and they'll hit it on the one you're looking at that you think they missed or they did miss later. It's part of the way the trick trap fool and frustrate crew roll along. More importantly, let's get down to brass tacks. Remember yesterday the market was declining into the end of the day. Here's the last candle of the day making a low of 285.75. The daily chart shows that price filled the gap yesterday, but remember that was shenanigans. Did price fill the gap into the end of the day today? No, they did not. We're going to talk about a variety of charts today, but first, let's point something out on this hourly chart. The hourly chart 
had a bear flag going. So here's a down move, and then here's the flag formation that runs for the majority of the day, and then at the end of the day, they drop them, coming up short of the gap. Here we are. We take a look at inside the numbers. First, we want to focus on the pre-market notes. Why? Pre-market, the market is trading higher. We have to be aware of what's up north. We have to be aware of the bull case. We also have to be aware of the bear case. We need to be pre-prepared each and every day before the market opens. We have to show up in uniform for the pre-game show. So what I'm going to do here is scroll up so you can see all the pre-market notes. What we're going to focus in on is 286. The market centered around 286 for the majority of the day, but here's what happened, and here's what you need to know when we scroll around the notes. We were prepared for 286. If the bull case was going to fail and the market was going to drop, the bears would meet the bulls at 286, and the bulls, it would be goal line defense showtime. What you'll also see is the bears were able to drive price below 286 by about 10 bucks. 10 S&P handles, a dollar S&PY, and I don't know when I just acquired the Italian accent. It's not the S&PY, it's the SPY. But what that is, is when they dip below and they spike a number, that's all part of what? It's part of the shakeout operation. You never know if they're going to stop on a number to the dime. You never know if they're going to spike through, pull up short. And we talk about that inside the numbers quite a bit, specifically early in the morning, during the morning rush, during the frenzy, during the shakeout operation. Focus in as I'm scrolling up and you're stopping the video, reading the notes, focus on 286, go back to the chart and see how long and how many times the market traded in and around 286. It basically happened all day long and here's what we're also going to do. We're going to focus in on three additional charts. We're going to look again at the hourly chart because the hourly chart was saying one thing and a 120-minute and 240-minute chart were saying something else. So we have to be aware of all three. We have to be aware of both sides of the tape. How many times have we seen a bear flag pattern all of a sudden whip around, go back in the other direction, run up to test the breakdown candle high, and keep going. It happens all the time. When the bear or bull flag patterns do play out, they're pretty precise. But when they begin to fail, they're no longer flag patterns. They can become something else of a bearish nature. However, it's an awareness. And we we have two other charts, 120-minute and a 240-minute lurking that are saying something different It's called a divergence, at least from where I sit. A divergence can mean different things to different people. Some people think a divergence is when an indicator from Joe's Indicator Shop diverges from one another. And sometimes that does work. Sometimes other stuff works. Nothing works all the time. But we're going to take a look at those other charts And we're going to see not everything is always as it seems, depending on where you're looking. And then we're also going to see where does this market now really get into trouble? Where can you hop on the short side? The preference is to short the market at a high, but you don't always know that the market's going to drop from a high. I know there's going to be some smart ass that comes over the top saying, 
I knew the market was going to drop today because of X, Y, and Z. And the Lupinacci vector said that at 3.31 in the afternoon, the market was going to drop like a stone. Right. And that's why you're out watching these videos. Anyway, the real people understand that you can't always get in at the perfect price. But what you can do, and this is what the preference is really, get in when you have a high confidence level that you're going to be lock, stock, and barrel right. Not only that, but you want to get in when you have something to trade against that's nearby. So what happens if you're wrong, you get to cut and run early. We want to lose small and fast if we have to lose at all. We're going to get deeper into that. First, let's take a look at stocks on the move. Three of them hit their price objective today. One says jump target. This was a data feed issue. This stuff comes from Google. Their price is different than the real price. That would be on Anet. So you'll see what I'm discussing when we look at the chart. We'll look at Anet. We'll look at EA. And we'll also look at BG. These are known as the bread and butter. Before we take a look at the stocks, let's get back to the SPY while it's fresh. So we know about the bear flag pattern on the hourly chart. You have a move lower, a flag formation, and then a move lower or a potential move lower before it happens. That's the bear flag. That's the bear flag playing out into the end of the day when what? Anything goes. Here's a 120-minute chart. So at the time, before you have the breakdown, that's not what's going on here. What's going on from a longer time frame perspective is a bull flag pattern. And there's no two ways about it. Doesn't mean it will work out. The hourly chart bear flag pattern didn't mean it will work out. You don't know. Traditionally, garden variety stuff the larger time frame is the dominant time frame. Here on your 240-minute chart, look, you're riding the 20-period moving average doing the same thing. The 120-minute chart was also riding its 20-period moving average. So at the time, there's reason to believe both cases. You can make a case both ways, and if you have to give one an edge, you have to give the larger time frame the edge. Now... Let's talk back about the daily chart. What happens if they're hanging around down at or below the gap tomorrow? The gap is at 253.57 and change in that neighborhood. What happens if they're below that, reaching into the 20-period moving average? That's not good. If they start closing hourly below there, that's not good. What does that mean? It likely means there's lower prices on the horizon rather than higher prices on the horizon. What happens if they hit the gap and bounce off of it? That's bullish. That would mean, and remember we discussed this before, that would mean from a daily chart perspective, the market ran up to a garden variety retracement, wasn't really rejected, but decided to eat time off the clock and essentially stuck around more for a cup of coffee than getting rejected. That's all this stuff here, right? It's just eating time off the clock, going back and forth, up and down, but staying above the 20 period moving average. That's just another pullback and more bullish than bearish. You see, it depends on what chart you're looking at. Net, net, fill the gap and hang down there. Not good for the bulls, good for the bears. Get below the 20 period moving average, close hourly below there tomorrow. Good for the bears. 
Not good for the bulls. Let's take a look at some of the stocks on the move. These are fun. Anet getting the proverbial haircut at the opening bell, closing at about 2.20 yesterday. And here's the opening print today. Opening print 207.06. First target 206.86. Spiked it by just a little bit. And you see what happened. The next five minute candle, the price is already at a high of 209.47. So they gave the scalp trader the deal really quick. Couple three bucks in your pocket. And then they come down and some traders aren't able to get out that quick or choose not to get out that quick or didn't get out that quick. Maybe they went to take a leak, whatever it is. The stock came down to what? The second price, 202.11. What did it do down there? That's the one that it found support and went back in the other direction. So 202.11 or give or take thereabouts was the actual destination from yesterday's close up at 2.20. We do this day in and day out. And I want to make mention of something. Because look what happened off of the 2.02.11. Just shortly thereafter, by 11.15 in the morning, pre-lunchtime, the stock's at a high of 2.12. It's a $10 rip. Some traders look at this, some people, generally speaking, look at this as a falling knife. I've told you before, it's not a falling knife. These stocks are headed to a destination. If they cut through these numbers like a hot knife through butter and go to a different number, then I had the wrong number. But at these numbers, they're going to do one of two things. Hang out for a cup of coffee or turn around and go back in the other direction. Well, what about there's two numbers on the board? How do we know which one? We don't know which one. That's why there's two numbers on the board. When I'm doing the analysis early in the morning, I can make an equal case or an equal enough case at either number, so I put both numbers at the board. 100 shares at one, 100 shares at the second, guess what? You got a pretty good deal on your hands. 1,000 shares at one, 1,000 shares at the second, and you got a pretty good deal on your hands. Remember, $10 rip off the second target. Really? Similar routine, but different. EA, Electronic Arts, yesterday's close, 119.60, 112.78 first target. Interestingly enough, the second target on the board that you already saw was 111.73. Look at this. The low was 111.83. That's called front running. It's also called maybe having the wrong number by 10 cents. But either way, no harm, no foul. Still a nice rip off either way, either number, 112.78. And look where the stock wound up later in the day, making a high of 116.27. How you doing? How about BG? I missed this one. I was sleeping at the wheel. Now, this one wasn't ideal because we like the ones that come directly into the number hard and fast. The scarier, the better. The more they look like a falling knife, the more I want the trade. I'm not necessarily in love with the creepers. Nevertheless, the numbers are important. 3274 was on the board, what, maybe 7.30 in the morning? What was low of day? 3268 turned around went back in the other direction the rest is history high is 3459 how do you like dem apples what's going on down in camp iwm and by the way here's a little short hop before we move on how many times do you have to see this kind of stuff realize that it can help you out before somebody slaps you in the face it's right out of the three guys drunk series what does that mean when three guys tell you you're drunk Go take a seat. 
when you see the same thing day in, day out, traders are making money with stocks on the move, some days are better than others, some days are just a couple of base hits, once in a while there's a loser, and then some days you have some rocket rides. I want the rocket rides. In order to get the rocket rides, you gotta take the good, the bad, and the ugly. Once in a while we get an ugly, but not that much. Once in a while. Once in a while, you fall off the bike, skin your knee, you go home crying to mommy for a band-aid. Guess what? You get back on the bike. Anything really going on here in Camp IWM? Nah, they filled the gap. They're above the 50 and the 20 period moving average, down a buck and a half today, 1%. It is what it is. You can't make a federal case out of that, but what I will tell you is, if they don't rally away from the gap and they hang around down below the gap tomorrow, that's bad news for the bulls. Below the moving averages, more bad news for the bulls. By the way, back to the SPY, what happens if they get below the low from the fourth? That's a debacle in the making. And debacle's a relative term, but I think that brings the market down in the vicinity of the 50-period moving average. Could be north of it, could be south of it. Inside the numbers, we'll certainly have a more refined look at what that scenario is. But that's the deal. Second favorite market-leading indicator, first favorite canary in the coal mine is the folks down at the transportation department. Below the moving averages, they're melting away. You can see what's going on. They're weaker than other stuff. It's why we have to look around the horn. Who's looking at the transports? Who even knows what the symbol is of the transports? Obviously, plenty of you out there do, but the reality is garden variety person out there looking to make a buck in the market doesn't have a clue about the transports. Number one favorite, canary in the coal mine. We've been on the case of the transports. Out of all the stuff going on right now, what's the market, bearish or bullish? It's bearish right now. The short-term charts are bearish. The intermediate-term charts are bearish. The stuff around the horn is bearish. That's what the charts are saying. Doesn't mean they won't rip the market up on some black swan event Thursday morning. I'm just saying the charts are pointed downward. The gap is really the last stand. You start trading below the gap and the bears are going to hop on board and press this thing lower. What about the cues? Anything wrong with the cues? No. This is like the Lone Ranger. If you just own the cues, you've got your feet up on the desk and you're not really watching the other stuff. Now, if the other stuff turns around in a meaningful way, the cues are going to get hit too. But right now, there's nothing wrong with this chart. You're in an uptrend above all the moving averages trying to break out above the most recent high. That's it. Full stop. Umpire, other side of the coin. Without the financials, the market's unlikely to get very far in either direction. Guess what? Below all the moving averages, XLF is melting away. This is not bullish, but bearish. Like I said, the Q's really is the Lone Ranger. 240 chart, little bit of a confirmation. Look at this. Below all the moving averages, melting away. Not good. You have a gap all the way down here. That's not anywhere close by. There's other stuff in between. But this is a bearish setup. Now, when you look at the daily chart, I say bearish setup, you can come down, fill a gap, put it in another higher low, and take off from there. That can happen. That does happen. We don't know if it will or won't happen. It's an awareness. In between current price and this spot is a lot of points. And in terms of the XLF, it's not a lot of points, but it's a lot of space in terms of the XLF. 
the XLF, that's a bigger move. In XLF terms, that's more than a day's pay. Smash Mouth went up to fill a gap today, stuck in between the 100 and the 20 period moving average. We can't get any relevant information from the SMH. It is in an uptrend. It is and has made a series of higher lows. It has a tendency to lead the tech sector. It is strong. It was up today. It goes in the camp of Lone Ranger along with the Qs. It's really part and parcel to that same Lone Ranger thing. Not giving us a bearish indication, we take the chart at face value. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is all true and accurate information. I'm going to pull the ripcord here. It's everything I wanted to and intended to discuss today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.